This episode is brought to you by freedadcourse.com. You are always one conversation away from changing your life. And the power of hello is something that I subscribe to every single day. And I'm always saying hello to new people everywhere I go. Increasing your opportunity, increasing your connection, and getting access to the solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether you're on active duty or just beginning your veteran transition, or even transitioning out for 20 years. On the other side of hello are the solutions that you're looking for. Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com. Get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design. Dory 1, this is Fire Team Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Military Veteran Dad. This is episode 139. I'm your host, Ben Colloy, and if this is your first time here Welcome. This is the biggest week in the veteran world. This is Veterans Day week. It's a Marine Corps birthday on Wednesday. Semper Fi to any Marines out there. Happy birthday, Marines. And depending your veteran story, this could be kind of like the 4th of July where you just want all the booms to go away and you just want to go to bed, go hide in the woods somewhere because you're just maybe not comfortable being a veteran. I know that was part of my story. I wanted nothing to do with being identified as a veteran on the other side of leaving the Marine Corps. This is also for me a homecoming week because this is the week that I graduated boot camp all the way back in 2003 to give you a little dating of myself. I'm now 37 years old. And if you are a civilian listening to this podcast this week, instead of thanking a veteran for their service, give them the words, welcome home. That was a message that I've shared a couple different times over the past years of that that is the words, the two words that veterans are really looking for, not just being thanked, but many veterans have never really came home. The mission of this podcast is to bring every dad home, and many dads have not traversed that catechism to come home. So saying those welcome home words can shift a veteran into a space because it's not normally what people say, and it's really an emotional connection of, wow, maybe I didn't come home. With that said, a special treat this week. We're not going to do a traditional interview. I want to share the audio of my keynote that I did for At Home Dad Con in October. The audio isn't the best, but the message still comes through. So with that said, let's dive into the man in the mirror. How you see your life is how you see the world. My keynote at At Home Dad Con 2021. Hang on to the other side for my big takeaway, but also a special gift just for you to help you make that journey through the mirror to change who you see and to change how you see the world by changing how you see your life. So you don't want to miss that. Guys, enjoy this. I'm really excited to hear from him because uh, I met this guy a couple years ago at a Dad 2.0 convention in Washington, D.C. while walking the mall, taking in all the sights and found out he's uh, um, served in the military as a Marine and uh, has been back for a while and just trying to figure out his way on things. And uh, we got to talking about his fatherhood. And he was like, yeah, I'm at home with my kids. And I was like, oh, you're a stay-at-home dad? And he looked at me and he was like, no, <laughs> just at home with the kids. And I was like, no, man, you're a stay-at-home dad. And uh, honestly, like, it was uh, one thing where I was like, part of me was a little bit of fear and like, just being like, you need to own this. 
And I was like, or you're going to lay me out in front of the uh, Lincoln Memorial. I'm not sure which. <laughs> but since then, we've actually grown quite a good friendship together. So I'm, I'm very happy to have uh, Ben Kilway come up and talk to us. And uh, Ben is a podcaster and speaker and uh, just an all-around good guy. So let's hear it for uh, Ben Kilway. Come on, everybody. That conversation is going to be highlighted in what I'm representing today, but Brock represented something in my life that has really changed everything from the very beginning. But before we get started, I want to kind of give myself some deprecating humor here. And I want to ask a question because I grew up in southern Wisconsin on a farm, middle of nowhere, and I always describe myself living under a rock. And I wrote what I'm about ready to tell you without ever having any idea. This was true. So I'm interested to see how lonely I am. Who here knew that Man in the Mirror was a Michael Jackson song? Man, I really outed myself. Because <laughs> I shared it with a few friends, I asked to read it, and they were like, oh man, all I could think about was that Michael Jackson song. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? So all of this was actually written before I ever had an idea that Michael Jackson wrote a song about man in the mirror. What I want to share with you today is this idea of how you see your life is really how you see the world. Because what I've learned through my life is that as we look through life, it feels real. We feel like its own reality. But it's really not. It's often like we're looking through beer goggles. That those beer goggles make us look like that we're looking through reality. But it's distorted. And even though it can feel really real in those moments, even though all of what you feel in life feels as real as it can feel, your story, your life up to this point. What I had to learn was my life, my lens of how I looked through my life was distorted. Let me tell you how I saw the world. Maybe you can relate. Sophomore year of high school, I saw the world through a chain length fence and I was never going to be anything more than a bench warmer. Fast forward to my time in the Marine Corps. My time in the Marine Corps taught me everybody else can be a good Marine, but even though I had done the work, I wasn't going to make it. Fast forward. Turning 30, made me realize and question, why am I here? What is going to matter when I reach the end of my life? Here's what I learned turning 30, because after turning 30, I entered kind of this dark time in my life. Those dark times, was kind of like, it's just, what's it all about? Very dark. When I looked into the future, I didn't see anything. But well, here's what we don't know about life when we have those dark times. Because this, in many ways, was my rock bottom. Well, they don't tell you about rock bottom until you've already hit it, or maybe you've hit it multiple times, is that life has a bottom. Think about a time in your life where you didn't take a risk because you were afraid to hit bottom. But then think of times where maybe you did hit rock bottom and you learned that 
wow, once you hit it, all you got to do is stand back up. Something else happens when we hit rock bottom. As we go down, our elevation changes. As your elevation changes, your perspective changes. As you go down, you're learning and seeing the world differently as your perspective changes. Hopefully you're taking notes because it's a journey on the way back up where you're going to be able to apply, to learn, and see your life differently because, again, as you go back up, your perspective continues to change. I want to go back a little bit. I want to go back to remind you again that how you see your life, how you see the world, because again, sophomore year of baseball was a critical year for how I saw my life. But before we go there, I got to set the stage. It's your classic small town American baseball field. It's 2001. The away team was warming up, and the coach does what he always does lists off the roster. He goes, pitcher, catcher, first, center, third, shortstop, left, center, right. A moment that repeated over and over every baseball game. Every baseball game, my name was the one not called. That year, we played 98 innings, and I played two of them. I saw the world through a chain-link fence that everybody else in life that plays on that field, they get to have what they want. But I'm always meant to be a bench warmer. That day, those times in sophomore year of high school, cemented a limiting belief that no matter how hard you try to get onto the field of life, no matter how much work you do, no matter you try to fit in, not going to happen. Because that year I did my best and my best wasn't good enough. The hard part about that, I wish I could say that story didn't play out that long. That story played in my life for 7,680 days. You do the math on that, that's 19 years of my life. I saw myself through a chain link fence being a bench warmer. That no matter what I did, I couldn't be anybody else than a bench warmer. Now, that was just the beginning. Because, again, we need to remember that how we see our life and how we see the world. And so this kept going. Fast forward to my time in the Marine Corps. My time in the Marine Corps represented an opportunity for me to do something that scared the hell out of me. I would have been voted least likely to join the Marine Corps when I joined. But I did it as my dare-to-be-great moment. My dare-to-be-something-different than I was in high school. But because of how I saw my life, I couldn't run away from who I saw. I want to tell you a story that highlights how that limiting belief was cemented in my life. I was in the Marine Corps for a year. I got shipped to Okinawa. And part of my story within the Marine Corps was I was never really good at shooting and I was never really good at running. And I was often in my head already giving up on myself before I even got started. 
before we even left formation to start running, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fall out like I normally do. Well, there was this one day, our motivated platoon sergeant, who was known for his long runs and his fast pace, decided to run us that day. And I was like, it was the first time. The rumors were well documented. And I was like, great. I'm going to be reminded again. I can't keep up. I'm going to feel like a horrible person. I am, again, just going to go into this and give up because why try? Not knowing it, but knowing in the back of my head, I was just going to be a bench warmer. So this is about a five-mile run around base. We're about halfway through. I've fallen out just like I anticipated. Been here before. Except our motivated platoon sergeant wanted to kind of get me excited and get me a hoorah, good to go. So in his mind, to solve this problem, as a Marine, you want to motivate them, you usually shout at them. And so in his mind, he goes, Coloy, are you weak? The top of his lungs. Instinctively, I yell, yes, sir. And cemented again, a belief, what I saw on the inside. That I was weak, incapable, and I was not a good Marine. That moment I remember like it was yesterday. I can remember where we were at base. I can remember the amount of sun that was out. That moment gave me visibility into a version of myself that still had many years to play out. What's the point of that story? I think everything in my life. Because fast forward, I became a dad March 26th of 2012. And when you become a dad, it's no longer about you. It's about them. And this time in my life, without this idea of understanding how I see the world yet is affecting how I see my life. I was doing everything that everybody else was supposed to do. I had a job, a house, marriage. Everything was checked. I was going to school to get my GI Bill. I felt I was on the road to the American dream. I was still missing something on the inside. And the problem is there's not really a great book that says, here's what you're missing. Fill the gap. I remember looking into my daughter's eyes when she was two and thinking, how can I take you into your life? Who am I to be capable of doing that if I can't even do it for myself? As fathers, we are literally taking our kids through their life, hoping that they get to a life more capable than ours. But when you have those feelings on the inside that you're struggling, how are you supposed to be able to do it and get through it? And just to give you a kind of a, an idea, when I turned 30, this is where it all kind of came to a head. Because this idea when I turned 30 of going back to dirt and realizing, is anyone going to care that I was here? Like, 40 years from now, is anybody going to show up at my funeral funeral to say nice things? Like, that was where my mind was. And just to give you an idea of what that kind of feels like, if you can remember the 1995 Independence Day movie and the massive ailing attack ships coming out of the clouds, settling over the city, blocking out the sun, and you're at the bottom looking up wondering, how do you move something that's 40 years of life in the future and you're just one person. That was where I was at. 
And it was a very dark time because I had no idea what was wrong. I had no idea at the time what I was missing. I just knew something didn't feel right. But it was actually simpler than I ever could have imagined. Because someone gave me this statement. And this statement changed everything in my life. If you want to result in your life you've never had, you need to start doing things that you've never done. Now, that statement is really powerful. It was the virus that took down the alien attack ships for me. But it has two parts that you really need to dissect. The result and the thing. But I had to look at what result did I not have that I was missing. I was doing everything that I was supposed to do, that society as a man told me I needed to do. What could be missing? And then it hit me. Never really had friends. I had friends. But none of them that could really care. When I called them, they were going to pick up. When I came home from Marine Corps, one person cared that I was back. Everything from high school was kind of left behind. And again, it was just continued and perpetuated going forward. For me, I realized I didn't have friends. But then the question is, what was I not doing? Again, I was doing everything that everybody else would. What about that didn't work? Well, that's when I realized I also had to go back in time travel to high school because high school wasn't done with me yet. And this is the moment we all have in common. That moment that you like a girl. Where you're talking to your friends, you're comparing notes, you're probably stalking her. And then that moment where you actually have the courage to go into no man's land, to go in that 50-50 shot and ask her out. You go into that world, you ask her out, and you hope she says yes. But for me, you said no. And again, how I saw my life was how I began to see the world. And that rejection really hurt. Really hurt. So you know what my brain said? You know, we should just avoid and cut that out of everything in life. Because that sucked. So knowing that, I was like, well, that's a dumb reason not to have any friends. I could probably fix that. But here's the problem. Talking to people was still very scary. Talking to people was this idea of going into another no man's land. Because what I didn't know at the time, and I know now looking back, is when we go into that no man's land to talk to another stranger, what we are really worried about, who they see. Because what if the BS that you tell yourself in your head is true? What if they see that version of you that you see? And again, you're like, yeah, you know what, That's, I'd just rather not know. So let's just not go over there. Let's not go into that world and engage because I'd rather not know whether you see what I see. But how did I solve this problem? The solution for me was the park. Right up in line with the dad, so it worked out perfect. Because I was always going to the park, and I was always wanting to talk to dads, but I never had the courage to, because I would always tell myself, you know what, they probably just want to play with their kids, they had a long day at work, just like I did, who wants to talk and spend and make conversation at a park? Until I realized one day, I was like, you know what? I got to say, screw it. 
I got to do it. Go in. My favorite question is, hey, how old are your kids? It's like a back door. Always works. Open some wide open. What I realized very quickly is we were both just playing chicken. We both wanted to have a conversation. And that conversation was always wanted to be there, but we were both just too nervous. Because here's what I didn't know about friends, but I do now. And as I make friends here today, I see even more of it continuing day by day. Is that friends are the mirror for the value that you can't see. Because they don't see who we see. They see who we, what, who we can be. They see our potential to be someone bigger than who we are today. Those friends in the park gave me what I needed to figure out where I needed to go. Repeating that process over and over and over gave me what I needed to keep going. We are all here as stay-at-home dads to do big things. We all accepted an invitation into our life to make an impact on our kids. We probably didn't understand at the beginning, but day by day we're understanding. I accepted an invitation to be a stay-at-home dad because I believed I had the influence help my kids be bigger than who they are. That my influence on their life could give them the courage, the hope, and the belief that I didn't and go off in the world and change it. We're all here because we accepted that invitation. We are here to grow through that invitation. And that invitation what we're all accepting. That was the invitation that I accept every time I have a conversation because every time I have a conversation, I'm working more and more for wherever it is I'm meant to go. As a stay-at-home dad, my objective to help my kids understand where they fit into the world. And again, I remind you, the theme here is how we see our life is how we see the world. We need to understand to change how we see ourselves, we need to change the words that we use to describe ourselves. Hello is one of the most powerful words in the human language we can ever learn. Teaching our kids understanding this superpower is one of my primary objectives. Because we are always one conversation away from changing our life. I am here today standing in front of you because seven years ago, I had the courage to say hello to dad at the park. That courage multiplied over years, allowed me to walk into a DC hotel, talk to a bunch of random dads that I had never met before, worrying whatever they're going to see me as, walking around DC, having a friendship created, and allowing me to be invited back here today. That single hello, that friendship with Brock, and that hello at the park seven years ago would allow me to be here today. So I tell you from my own experience that hello can truly change everything. Hello can truly change everything. But we've been a little bit serious, so it's time for a dad joke. So one of my favorite jokes that I recently learned 
is I just ordered a chicken and egg online. Don't worry, guys. I'll make sure I let you know which one comes first. <laughs> what I want you to remember with this joke is it also has a purpose. What comes first? A stay-at-home dad that one day just wakes up and reaches his full potential? Or a stay-at-home dad that woke up and grew to his own potential? That is what we're talking about here. It's not an instantaneous light switch. It's an invitation to grow to where you are meant to go. To grow to a place where you've never been. To invite something that maybe sounds really scary in your life. And potentially change everything. We are all here to find a deeper purpose and passion within being a stay-at-home dad. A lot of us signed up for this because it looked good in the brochure, and there was a lot of details left off. You might even be here thinking, like, I just signed up for being a stay-at-home dad. I don't even recognize myself. You Going from this place of your value came from externally in the world, and now it has to come internally, and you don't know where you need to get it from. Because out externally, the world we live behind, that's the one that the world sets up for us. We know that our life is defined by our salary, our jobs, our status, our cars, our travel, vacations. But when you become a stay-at-home dad, your value is completely different to the world. Your value to your family is different. In many days, it's empty because the value has to come from the inside. Your kids are going to be unappreciative many days. At least once a week, I'm told I'm the worst dad ever. Like, you can't just rely on the external validation because it doesn't come. And if you're maybe a stay-at-home dad that might get stuck, maybe get a little bit depressed, because the outside world isn't where it needs to come from. It needs to come from the inside. What I also learned is this valuable lesson that all roads in life are hard. Every one of them. This is the illusion, the crapshoot that we signed up for but no one really tells us. The one we left behind, if we're honest with ourselves, was hard. Being, making it out there in the corporate ladder was just as hard. Just as hard as being a stay-at-home dad. It's just a different kind of hard. But it's a hard road. And often the American life is set up on finding the easy road. Often those are the ones, for me, that lead to mediocrity. I feel the least fulfilled when I take an easy road. But here's also what we learn. Is that the hard roads have a destination. The hard roads, you can pick where you want to go. I signed up to be a stay-at-home dad knowing at the end I would be able to look back when I was 50 and know that I took the hard road that made my life better. I could look back and see the connection with my kids later on that I know began when I chose to be a stay-at-home dad. That is a hard road. It's a long road. I know where it goes, and that's the one that I want. We know where climbing the corporate ladder goes, oftentimes away from family. So if you know that that's not the one you want, we get to choose the hard road. And we have all chosen to be here today for that hard road. The 
Because again, we're looking through our life distorted. We don't see that this is the hard road. We almost feel like it was easier when we had a job. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, why don't you just give up, go back to normal, and this all would all end. But if I'm honest with myself, the reality is that was just as hard and I was just as miserable. It's just this game we play with ourselves. Take us where we want to go. What I had to learn the hard way was that what I was doing with my life, how I saw the world, it was missing. Remember going back to I was missing something. I want you to think of your life as a story. From the beginning of time to today. Imagine it in your head. Imagine how many pages it has. How many chapters does it have? Does it have pictures? What is that story telling about your life? Now I want you to imagine how many pages have you ripped out? How many pages have you ripped out because the pain was too great? How many of those pages did you rip out and crumple because the pain was too hard? When we do that, we create an incomplete story. We create an Instagram-ready version of our life that looks good on the outside but feels empty on the inside. Because it's a complete story that we need. What we often don't tell ourselves in the American society is that it's those ripped out pages that is really the real value. If anyone has a garden, they know that to have a good garden, you need to put fertilizer on it. More fertilizer, the better the crops, the brighter the flowers. And the illusion of our life that we often set ourselves up for we try to do it without the fertilizer, and we wonder why the harvest is so weak. Those pages that you ripped out of your book, those pages that were removed, those are the fertilizer in your life to make it richer. It takes a lot of shit to make good soil. And it's those pages, it is the shit that we need to add back. Because once you learn to work that shit into the soil. What grows from it could change everything. Imagine a tree that grows from your soil, that grows to be a mighty oak, that provides shade to someone in your family when they need it. Imagine the depth of those roots, the strength of that oak when a Category 5 is coming through. That oak wouldn't be as strong without the richness of that soil. I remind you again how you see your life, how you see the world. This idea of our story, it has richness. It has richness where we can go. We need to have a complete story in our life because it's that fertilizer that ignites our purpose and passion what we can do, what we can create, how we can help people. 
I'm here today sharing my fertilizer. This has became my purpose of passion because I added back the pages of my life. These will be the fertilizer when I have my kids have issues, just like I did. And what he had to learn was that we need to add and learn to look for the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because only when we learn to find the good, the bad, and the ugly in our life, we learn to complete that story. Because in the good, there is also good memories. Bad, there's pain. In the ugly, things we don't even want to even admit. Here's the real hard truth about all of that. All of the pages that you ripped out, everything that maybe you don't talk about at dinner parties or even a conference like this, is to unconditionally love the others in your life. You need to first unconditionally love yourself. Not just the good parts. I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because learning to love the good, the bad, and the ugly, that's how you reach out to the world in a way, I don't need something from the world, I can give something to the world. Remember that value externally? We needed something from the world to feel like we were a man. When you learn to unconditionally love yourself, the world is less relevant and you can be more of a giving person. Because on the inside, you already know you're complete. You already know you love the good, the bad, the ugly. Because that richness in your story is what we're looking for. Because there are days you're going to be tested. Your kids are going to be screaming, and it's going to feel like an alarm fire in your house. I've felt it. I've been there. The marriage is going to test you. Life is going to test you. We're going to wonder how we're getting there. Because up to this point, life has not been happening to you. It has been happening for you. Life is not happening to you as a verdict of this is why I suck as a human being. Life has been happening for you. You have to understand the full story and understand how it's always happening for you. You may not understand in a moment. I may not have understood how saying hello to dad at the park would put me here in front of you today. But I understand that it's all happening for me in a way that will help me. Life will almost always give us more than we can handle. Going back to those kids screaming, the house burning down with emotions. But here's what I learned when you add back pages. When you keep that shit worked into the soil. Because as a stay-at-home dad, there's many days that feel like it's Groundhog's Day and fucking acid. And it's just like over and over and over. And you're like, will it ever end? Where is the point of all of this? Again, I want that other hard road as an often thought. 
goes through your head. But when you forget the bad and the ugly of your life, you forget what you you overcome. In those hard times, you learn to overcome adversity. In those hard times, you learn to rise above where you were. Because when life gives you more than you can handle, you need to understand, have I been here before and what did I do? How did I get out of this trap? How did I get out of this trap? Is that capacity to overcome? That's what our kids are looking for us when they have a hard day. What story can you remember in your life that was similar to gift upon them? Show them the way. Popularized by Ryan Holiday, he wrote a book called Obstacle is the Way. And it's based on Stoicism, which is essentially this ancient Greek philosophy of life. And it talks about that the obstacles in life are the things that are carving us out. They are revealing more of what we can be. Remember the hard roads. We all chose to be stay-at-home dads. I'm positive every one of us is having more of who we could be revealed every day. There's a softer version of us that comes through. There's more of an emotional connectivity that we can have with people because we learn to take ourselves less serious because they're kids. It's these obstacles that we need to find and go on. Look for it. Don't run away when something gets hard. Understand that this hard thing is probably going to teach you something that I can't imagine living without. Take a time, take a second, and think about something that was really hard in your life. Like a, the hardest moment. For me, it would be boot camp. It was an extremely hard, emotional, physical exercise that I had never been in. Man, if I don't still wither back moments of joy, confidence of I didn't think I could and I did. There's so much strength that I even find when I go back. When I go back and they place the Marine Corps emblem in my hand, the Eagle Globe and Anchor, there was a moment of pride, confidence, and feeling that is infinite for me that I can go back and visit. I can go back and find the courage of like, I went through that, I can get this. Because again, the good, the bad, and the ugly that we're looking at, we need to understand what can we learn from it? Where can it go? How can it shape us on our journey through life? Change how you see yourself. You need to be a whole person. You need to be a whole person. Let's talk about a popular word. Integrity. Anybody who's had a corporate life has probably seen corporate values of integrity. But we've also probably seen that guy that just did something unspeakable with integrity hanging on the wall over here. And you're like, are we really going to let that slide? Because right over here it says the integrity and there's nothing about that that has any integrity. We all probably have a similar connection to integrity in those stories. Like, what is going on here? The most common definition of integrity 
keeping a man of his word. You do what you say. It's not bad. I don't think it's deep enough. Because for me, integrity, we need to go back to the Latin origin of it. Latin origin of it comes from integer. Integer represents fullness, completeness, unfraction. Just some parts of you. Complete part. Think of structural integrity. Structural integrity and strength comes from having strong support completely. You don't get good structural integrity by throwing up half the house. By creating a life of integrity, living our life fully, understanding all of it, living our life complete story, we can begin to understand how we can bring strength to everyday challenges. So when you think of when life gives you more than you can handle and the weight on your shoulders is like, it's too much. Often for me, it's those days where I've removed some page that's too painful to remember. Because again, we find strength in the hard times, create the strength to get through the current times, go forward. You cannot change who you see in the mirror until you change who is looking back, though. Here's the hard truth I've learned through all of this. The reality is, when you look in the mirror, it might not be you looking back. It might be a little boy. Either 8, 10, 13, 15. A lot of the men that I talk to get stuck emotionally at some age. A lot of the men that I talk to, they have a 10-year-old boy inside them just waiting to be led into life by a father. And who they see in the mirror is that boy who they're too afraid to acknowledge, so they ignore it. But in order to change you see in the mirror, you need to acknowledge if this person is there, at whatever age he may be for you. Looking in the mirror and saying, I love you enough to let you grow. I appreciate who you've been for me over these years. I've given him permission to grow through what he's doing. That is the front line. And I wish I could tell you that this was the end. This is all you need to know about worrying about growing up and changing what you see in the mirror. But it's really not. Because we do need to grow up. Because the person in the mirror, just like for me, that in, that weak boy, he was a 10-year-old boy looking to be led by his father. I had no reason not to have a good life. My dad worked on the farm. That was all he knew. But he did not show me the way for the life. He did not show me how to find my way into life. And I was stuck. I needed to grow up through that story. Because emotional immaturity is often at the root cause of a lot of what we suffer from when we look in the mirror. And so we need to understand that we need to grow up through this. Understand what it's 
doing for us as we grow. We need to grow up to the point, like I said, where we don't need the outside world, where we don't need something external, that we don't need something from our wife to complete us. We desire something from our wife to complete us. Because if we work to a spot where we feel complete on the inside, Everything in life becomes a gravy, and gravy makes everything better. What we, we can't expect from life is to be the potatoes, the meat, or the stuff. Life is meant to be the gravy. When we go into the world that needs something to fill our plate, that's usually when we misstep the most. Al Runkle is one of my mentors, and this advice that marriage is actually the ultimate exercise in maturity. Because what marriage gives you is opportunity day after day after day after day to grow. To grow to be more independent, be more independent from where we were, and to be more independent from where we can go as well. Marriage being the ultimate exercise in maturity. Man, that really hit home when I first heard that. Because that's exactly how I did see it, but now see it looking back. That I am here because I let those exercises of maturity grow up that little boy, figure out what he needed, and keep going. Carol Dweck wrote a book called The Growth Mindset. It comes down to two basic ideas. People either see themselves as fixed, stuck, that I am who I am. I once had a manager tell me at 45, I've learned everything I'm going to learn in life, take it or leave it. This is who I am. Boy, I was like, man, that's the saddest statement I've ever heard. Because life is about growth. Nothing is fixed in life. Change is constant. It's the one constant in the universe our resistance to change that gets us stuck. We are not fixed dads. We are growth-minded dads. Because we're all here growing at Stay Home Dad Con. We've all again invited this idea of being something more, letting this challenge called these crazy kids carve out more of who we could be. Let that really shape where we could go. And the real question through all of this is, every day we're growing towards something. Growing towards something. The question is, who are you becoming every day? Who are you becoming every day when you make your choices? You accept that you are growing. You have to understand, where am I growing to? What's the point of growth? I don't know the destination. Who are you becoming with the choices you make every day? I want everyone to close their eyes. We're going to do an exercise. Take a few deep breaths. Breathe in. Lower the feelings that you felt over the last 40 minutes. And imagine that it's October 15, 2022. I want you to imagine that you can break every rule you've ever learned in the book. 
You can magically make anything happen that is true in your heart. Who have you become a year in the future? What does the connection with your wife look like a year in the future? What does the connection with your kids look like a year in the future? What has become possible a year in the future? Who have you become? What does it feel like to reach that potential? that moment. Add as much clarity to it as you can. Alright, you can open your eyes. That moment that we created, I want to tell you a story about. I was driving to work about six years ago, right in front of Ace Hardware, listening to a podcast. And a John Maxwell quote came off the radio and smacked me right in the chest. There is hope in the future. There is power in the present. What we just created in that little moment was hope. Hope for where we are going and who we are becoming. If you have hope of where you are going, everything becomes possible right now. Everything that can be possible right now. There is hope in your future. There is power in the present. I want you to imagine the gravity of what you just created. But the gravity of it is so large that it pulls you towards it. That it pulls you towards it. And when you think about this hope, accept responsibility for it. You are, your, you are responsible for your own happiness. You are not responsible for your wife's happiness. You are not responsible for your kid's happiness. You are responsible for your own happiness. You do have an obligation to create a place where happiness can exist. We do not accept responsibility for other people's happiness. Because then we need something from them, and it's not how life works. By accepting responsibility and ownership, you can chart your own course. You can ignite the fire. I hope that vision was so clear that there's something in your chest that's beginning to burn. That that feeling, that burning feeling that you're feeling right now gets you excited to go back home. That furnace that you feel I fully believe one of my jobs as a dad is to stoke the fire in my kid's life that they have the courage and belief to go out in the world changing. That fire that you feel has the same kind of potential. I want you to leave this convention with staying who you are is the craziest thought you have every day. That who you are today, yesterday, and every day in the past is the craziest thought of staying the same. That that thought is one you're like, well, that's a crazy thought. I'm not saying here. I know where I'm going. I know who I'm becoming. And I know who I'm growing 
do. I want you to believe that you've had everything inside you the entire time. Believe you are capable in the very beginning of having everything in that vision that we just talked about. Believe on a deep level that that vision you created inside your chest, inside your mind, your passion to change your kids' lives and families forever. That I want you to remember October 15, 2021, as the day that everything changed. To go from today and every day in the future, that this is the day that everything changed. Let October 15, 2021, be the day that you believed in something deeper and that you could become everything that you were meant to be. I hope that keynote really hit home because it essentially is my entire journey crammed into a keynote to help you change how you see yourself so you can change how you see the world. And that keynote was designed in a way to help you see how you change your life every day and that you have this ability within to change it. My big takeaway of that is that is actually a message that I haven't brought enough to my messaging outside of that keynote. When I was writing that keynote, a lot of that process came naturally. I just put an earbud in my ear, I would walk around the living room, and I would just record typing into a Google Doc as I would want to give it. And it came together in a way that I hadn't really put it all together before. And the idea of focusing on the man in the mirror, I've done episodes on that, but it's not something that's like a core message like that comes through like the word home does, or to bring every dad home. Those are my core messages. And so for my big takeaway is this journey of the man in the mirror, this idea that there may not be the version, an adult version looking back, that is a message that I'm going to keep diving into more because I feel like it's just getting started. And that is something that really hit home to a lot of the dads that spoke to me after that keynote at At Home Dad Con. So a lot of dads came up to me and said that I'm going to seek help for the first time and seek out therapy. A lot of dads just acknowledged that they're on the right path. And what I gave them was the trust to keep going on that path. They're exactly where they wanted to be. A lot of dads just saw their world differently because this keynote was focused not on military dads, but on at-home dads and just validating their purpose, their identity. All of that comes from putting these words together. So I hope that helps you. Now for the gift, I've opened up my calendar for Veterans Day week and the week after. I've opened up 10 slots on my calendar to offer you guys a conversation, a clarity call to help you get clear in a similar way of what I did in that keynote, but to do it in a way that helps you go deeper, to clarify where you wanted to go, acknowledge maybe you don't have the right vision and you're trying to find the right vision. Sometimes we really need to get outside of our life to see how we fit into life. And that's what I'm offering you today as a gift. So to take me up on this offer, head on over to militaryveterandad.com forward slash gift. There is also a link down in the show notes with that as well. That'll take in my calendar link. Again, 10 spots have been opened just for you to help you get clarity on the things that you're looking for. And let this Veterans Day be a week that, again, for you, like the keynote, that changes everything, that you invited this gift into your life, this clarity call, which has no strings attached. It's just me helping you understand where you want to go to get that dream, to get that life, to get that connection with your wife and kids that we talk about that this podcast is symbolizing in every episode 
that we publish. Again, militaryveterandad.com forward slash gift. And I look forward to the conversation that I have with you that could change your life forever. And I hope that today is the day that you remember in the future that everything changed. I'm back again with you guys on Friday.